2: Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, proudly a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I am Ty Windish, one of your hosts, and I am joined as always by the brilliant Rohan Kadi. I'm not coming up with new adjectives anymore, but at least they're nice. Rohan, how's it going?
3: We've done so many of these episodes, it's hard to it's hard to come up with new words adding to your lexicon. It's you know, it's it's already a big vocabulary. So I I appreciate it no matter what.
2: Oh, I'm glad to hear that. So on a recent episode, we talked about the best of the best in the East and how the seedings could shake out and which teams the Bucs would rather see when out of Brooklyn and Philly. So the best of the best is out of the way. If you haven't heard that episode, go listen to that and rate and review the podcast and all the other great things that that people who support podcasts can do. But now we're here to talk about the rest, aka a bunch of the other teams the Bucs could look to see in the playoffs before getting to the Phillies and Brooklyn's, And if Milwaukee ends up with the one seed, they could even end up playing two of these teams in the playoffs. Although as we covered in the other pod, feels unlikely right now that they will get that, but that would be a great outcome because these teams kind of suck. <laughs> they're not outward. They're not all bad, but they're just, it's a, there's levels to this.
3: We had one good year of the East. Yeah. Yeah, exactly <laughs> just one. Exactly one. And now we're back to normal. <laughs> the hey, eighth seed be- is above 500. Yeah, that's true. And there's three good teams in the conference. You know, usually there's just like two, one and uh, a half. Yeah, the Cavs and the Raptors
2: for a couple of years there's, there. There's the Cavs Lebron. And the yeah, yeah, there's
3: Lebron, and then everyone else. Like <laughs> that's a that's a that's what we're used to seeing. So you know what, three teams, three teams will take. But yeah, the rest of the East is not looking good. We've seen teams that were we were told Ty that some of these teams would be really good. Uh, I'm just taking shots at the Celtics right now, but like they, hey, props to them. They made it above 500. They're two games above 500 right now. Never thought I'd see such a scrappy team, such an underrated team that has two all stars, uh, two games above 500, one for each all star. We'll say that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. <laughs> the, they, the Celtics are currently seventh in the East. Uh, just looking at the standings right now, it goes Hawks four at at the time of recording. Hawks, four, Heat, five, Hornets, six, Celtics, seven, and Knicks, eight, with the two playing spots being the Pacers and the Bulls. We're not even going to talk
2: about them right now. We're not even going to talk about them
3: right now. You have to be above 500 to enter this conversation. Yes. (laughs) Be,
2: Be more like the respectable Knicks, Indiana and Chicago and Toronto, who's even below them. But let's talk about the teams the Bucs could see in the first round, most likely. So we're going to kind of ignore the play-in teams. There's a bit of a divide. The Knicks have a game and a half on the Pacers. And again, like the Pacers, all, all of those teams, Pacers and below, it's just like something just feels off with those teams. So, you know, if there's incredible demand from the listeners on social and the Eurogroup Discord, etc., we can circle back to the play-in teams. Rohan doesn't think there will be. I'm ambivalent. There might be, but let's just go down the, the current standings as we record here on Tuesday night. The Atlanta Hawks, 29 and 25, winners of seven of their last 10, two game winning streak. Bogdan Bogdanovich, enemy of the pod, on quite a run lately, getting stat cat stat muse or whatever graphics made of his last three games and
3: playing well.
2: Trey Mark Stein
3: Just taking shots at the books. <laughs> everyone
2: everyone everyone is everyone always will trey young doing trey young stuff gallo starting to get it together on the bench they have like a thousand wing players what are your thoughts on the hawks
3: they have the potential to be a good team in like two years (laughs) right now they're at the infancy of their sort of aspirations of what they want to do as a franchise and that's fair like fair enough at least you want to get some winning in early that's why they went out and they signed these free agents they got uh they got um, Bogdan, obviously. They got Gallo. They got Rondo, who they traded to Clippers, and now they have Lou Williams. Uh, so that's a thing. Uh, I am looking at the wrong I forgot answer. about that. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, they also got cash considerations in the Clippers. Hang the banner already. Uh, hang it right up next to that mellow jersey. <laughs> uh, the Hawks social media is undefeated. But... But yeah, they're they're two. They're, I'd say they're two years away from being a real serious threat here. So what I'm trying to say is they're not a real serious threat this year. They're a good team right now. They're trending upwards. They're seven and three in their last ten. Like you mentioned earlier, they're st- their big free agent additions are sort of getting it together right now. Like Bogdan obviously had that terrible injury, and now he's looking. You know, he's looking back to what he was like. Uh, you know, pre-injury, which is good. Good for him. He's not. I. I don't think he's not enemy of the pot. I won't say that. I wouldn't go that far. His name just brings me agony. So that's why I said. That's it. fair, but that's not his. Uh, maybe. Maybe. It is, maybe. Yeah. We have no, What? Stop. We're we're done with it for now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Trey Young is a third tier star.
2: I mean, twenty-five and nine assists this year. Like he's certainly can play offense. Third tier, that's a, like is
3: third tier fine?
2: Sure. Yeah, I think so. Is like Paul George a second tier star? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then I think that's fair.
3: Okay. So a third tier star. That guy leading your team is not gonna make a serious threat to anyone. Right now. Right now. Let me <laughs> before <laughs> your young haters kill up Right now. And especially with the team around him, like given you do have another superstar in Tony Snell there, but (laughs) you're just not getting the type of production you need to be a real serious threat right now, especially with the defensive concerns this team has.
2: I think they're just, they're a consolidation away. They have too many okay players and not enough like straight up good players. I think they tried to kind of solve that issue by signing Bogdan and, and Gallinari, but Problem is like they still have all these other guys, and they just they have too many guys. I think right now maybe they're on a roll because they don't have they, like they have a they've had injury stuff all year. Right now there are a good seven players on the injury report: John Collins, Chris Dunn, Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, Cam Rennish, Tony Snell, and Trey Young have all either missed time or are questionable to potentially miss time. I don't think any of it is serious; like they all should be back for the playoffs. But when they are all back, I think. The problem for who took over here? Nate McMillan, that's right, who's 15-5 and as head coach of the Hawks. Dead coach bounce, never fails. But the issue for him is going to be figuring out who the hell to play. Like Reddish and Hunter and Gallinari and Bogdanovich and Tony Snell and Kevin Herter, who I hadn't even mentioned yet, are all vaguely wing players. And I don't know if they can all play in the same series. And then like John Collins, who's very good in their second-leading scorer, but not very good on defense how will the defensive pairing of him and cha young look should he play at the 5 you also have uh, anyeka akangu who is their high draft pick you also have clint capella they just
3: it's it's weird to say who's probably been their second best player clint capella he's
2: even been quite he's, good
3: even though he he's not he no longer exists anymore after miles bridges but yeah. you know he he was their second best player
2: correct um th- there's just like they're they're all like good good players like I just shouldn't have said they're not good players before, but it's like at the, at, eventually you need to get to a point where you have like a core of playoff ready above good players. And I just think they are, they just have this morass of okay players. It's going to be really hard for them to figure out exactly who should play and where. I mean, I didn't even mention Lou Williams. Like maybe they're not planning to play him. I have no idea. But that's another guy who's like theoretically one of their eight billion wing players.
3: Yeah, for sure. It's like, I'm, I like the way you put it in terms of consolidation. I think that's what they need to do going forward. They're just, they're, they're the classic young team who wants to get their first playoff experience. Yes. Right? They're like the Bucks under Jason Kidd yeah. in that respect. So while they may have like, oh, they might take a game or two off of someone at the first round, and I doubt that with how elite the top three teams are in the conference, It's it's not anything super serious.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned defensive issues here, right? Like, who is guarding anyone? Tony Snell is a good defender. I think Reddish and Hunter are okay. You look at the rest of the guys on the Clint Capella is
3: good. Clint Capella holds that team together. He, he tries. He does the best he can. Yes, yes. Uh, Trey Young is
2: just, like, Awful. They're 24th, yeah. I think, in defensive rating. That's that's per
3: B-Ball ref, so that might not be a real number. Is but. that good or bad? Ask the Orlando Magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: awesome. Um, but not a good defensive team, and typically good defensive teams, unless they're like Brooklyn good on offense, don't win in the playoffs. So, yeah, I think interesting pieces. I think this is not the last time we'll see the Trey Young Hawks in the playoffs. I don't think this will be the best version of them to make it. So, you know, some good players, I think I agree. I, I could see them taking a game or two off of almost anybody. I could not see them beating any of the top three. I could see them going to the second round if
3: they finish fourth or fifth, though. For sure. If they finish fourth, I think they could definitely go to the second round. That's their only real avenue to do so. Yes. I, I, yes, I agree. Yeah. Fourth or fifth, obviously, but yeah. yeah, So, and they're currently in fourth.
2: So as long as they don't drop more than one spot, they would, uh, they would, they'd have a shot.
3: B-ball ref has them projected to finish fourth as well. Um, Who is it? Yeah. So, you know, they, they could hold on to that spot. They've been trending upwards, as you said. I think they have, what is their strength of schedule? They
2: are they, just for the actual, so they are eight games back of first. The Heat are one game or half a game back of them. The Hornets and Celtics are both one game back of the Hawks. The Knicks are one and a half games back. So with about 19 or so to play, really, these spots could shake out in almost any order.
3: Yeah, they play. They also play a below average schedule the rest of the way. So they do have an avenue to finish in the top like yeah. four. They could. They could have home court in the playoffs. <laughs> it's it's like, a very real possibility. It is. I would like their chances, although
2: the team currently in fifth is probably not who they'd want to see. The Miami Heat, the bug, boogeyman of many Bucks fans, currently in fifth place in the East, twenty-eight and twenty-five, winners of two straight. A lot of people. Congratulations. Fe- a lot of people seem very <laughs> worried back. about this Miami Heat team. Rohan, are you one of them?
3: I'm always going to be worried about this team. I'm not as scared of them as I was last year because it is completely different circumstances. The one player who gave them real fits is the one player uh, who gave the Bucks real fits is the one player that the Heat are striving to replace, and that is Jay Crowder. They've been looking for that replacement all season long. They thought they maybe had LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, and then he went to Brooklyn. There, there's got to be some story on that, right? Because he was like, it was it was set. It was written in the stars that he was it, going to At least
2: it. one side was putting it out very clearly that he was destined to go there. But I digress.
3: Yes, but he is not there anymore. Kelly Olinick is not there anymore, who also gave the Bucks fits. Oladipo's there. Sure. He's also hurt now. Who knows? At the
2: least the next four games he'll be out with his current injury.
3: Which we have know nothing about. Uh it's just that he is not joining them on that road trip that they're currently on. So yeah, it's very different circumstances. Still, still a little weary of this team given what happened last season. I mean, how could you not? Uh they still have the same core players in terms of Jimmy Butler and Bam bio and Goron Dragic and uh Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Andre Iguodala, those sort of players. But the surrounding pieces that really put them over the top are not there anymore, So, which is why they scare me less. They still scare me. They scare me less than they did last year.
2: Yeah, and I think some of those the guys still there have regressed a little bit. We'll see if he gets healthy and things change, but Goran Dragic, who didn't really play as much in the last playoffs, but played pretty well against Milwaukee, I would say, before getting hurt. Uh, Or did he get hurt the next series? He He got hurt the next next series. series. Yeah. Um, he's like just not like the same guy this year. 13 points per game, really struggling with some injuries as he ages. We'll see, maybe he rounds in form by the playoffs, but like there's a few guys that's true for. Um Trevor Ariza who hadn't played in more than a year, shooting 26.7% from 3 and 32% from Ooh. the field. So like a good defender, but really just like probably a worse Andre Iguodala at this point. Iguodala shooting 33% from 3. Butler shooting 23%, Bam out of Bam out of shooting 25%, although he basically doesn't shoot 0.2 attempts per game. Tyler Harrow has really fallen off hard. The stock price has tanked since the bubble. 34% from three. So I think
3: and I'm Victor Oladipo... Weird, like Jack Harlow had a Tyler Hero song. Like there's fear. It's gone now. It's all gone. <laughs> yeah, that,
2: that is that is done. Maybe, maybe both guys are, are gone now. Uh and Oladipo with the heat has shot 23% from three this season. I feel like they had just enough two-way, and a lot of it was, I think, Crowder to kind of float them and and make them more dangerous last year. This year, like, outside of Duncan Robinson and sort of Kendrick Nunn, who we'll see if they even feel confident playing him in in close playoff games. They didn't last year. Like, who is providing the spacing for this team? And I know Spo is a genius. We all know that. And Butler will probably turn around and shoot 60% on low volume in the playoffs because he just does that. We'll see. I just don't think they have the offense this year to be the team they were last year. And we've already discussed in previous pods, I think they were uniquely equipped for the bubble and no one's playing in a
3: bubble anymore. For sure. For sure. There are tons of circumstances. They were in their home state, like they were trading there the entire time. <laughs> it's uh, heat culture in terms of whether that's actually problematic or not. That's a different conversation. Um, but yeah, yeah, this is not the same team. This is not the same team. Uh, Were they a one hit wonder? Maybe that came at the expense of the Bucs. So I will not disrespect them in that regard. You can't. You can't. Otherwise, you will just get attacked and deservedly so because they did beat the Bucs and they did make it to the finals and take two games off the Lakers. Was it two games? They did take two games. Yeah, there's two games. Yeah, it was wild.
2: Jimmy Jimmy Butler has that gear. But Jimmy Baller has that gear for sure. But I think this year it'll just be easier for teams to make it hard on him unless the Heat give up a lot defensively. I just think this was my concern with them last year. I didn't think they could find enough shooting to balance all the defensive players they wanted to play. It turns out Crowder decided to shoot like 42% from three, and he's like the one guy who's carried on his bubble performance. He's been blazing hot. I mean, nine many.
3: threes and a half the other night. He
2: sure did. So shouts to him for turning his career around. Double shouts for him to go life. Ma, sure. Come to the Bucks, Come home, Jay, after that contract is up. But yeah, I, I think it's like they're scary. Jimmy is always going to scare me a little bit. They have guys who have potential to be very good in a playoff series, but I just think they've lost some luster. And, you know, I don't think I want the Bucks to play them in the first round, but I don't think they're my least desired team.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
3: Really? Okay. Uh, we'll get there. We'll get there as we keep okay. going. They are definitely my least desired team out of the teams we're going to be talking about. Uh, that's just, I think it's just trauma. Uh, yeah,
2: that's fair. <laughs> I, it's fair. I get it. I also like some retribution would be nice too. So
3: yeah. I mean, that, that the, the heat doesn't... have regressed a bit and just the bucks have gotten better. They, they should be much better. I think they've gotten much better, and just the like the top three teams they they're so much better than like the top three are elite elite teams. That's not something we're used to talking about in the Eastern Conference, uh, but yeah, it's this should not be as bad of a matchup as it was last year. But it's still my least desired matchup out
2: of these mm.
1: teams.
3: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to mine. Uh, Charlotte is up next.
2: Charlotte currently in sixth at twenty five and twenty seven. The thing with the Hornets. I think they're pretty good. I would say they're about as good as as the Hawks. I, think, I actually think they're a little better than the Hawks, despite the record disparity. We don't know if LaMelo Ball is coming back. Hayward's been in and out of their lineup. He might. We'll see how he plays when he comes back. I really hope they don't rush him back. And I, I think it's – I think they're better than the Hawks. I think they don't have – it's not to the degree of the Hawks, but they also, to me, feel like a team where it's like – I actually don't know. They're such a weird team because so I feel like I want to say – They'll be better like in years two and three of the LaMelo ball experience. But also like, can Hayward stay healthy? Can he even stay healthy through the rest of this season in the playoffs? Which is like really the big question with him. I think everyone knows he's good when he is like healthy and not rusty. The problem is it's so rare for him to be in both of those things at once lately. So they have a lot of good players. I think they have more good players than people realize. Really bit hard by the injury bug right now. I don't expect them to be fully healthy. And again, I think like we said with the Hawks, I just don't think that they're at an iteration that will be their most scary. Although I could see them being worse than they are now next season.
3: Yeah. I think that's just the bucks imprinted on us Uh, in terms of 14, 15 to 15, 16.
2: Yeah, that's fair. Well, for uh, me, it's just Hayward. Like it it depends how much
3: Hayward plays. It's the, it's the same sort of argument though. Like I agree with what you're saying. I'm just poking fun. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, Charlotte is decent this year. Uh, Terry Rozier is legit. He is legit. Devonte Graham is sort of resurged. He's sort of, he's surging in the second half of the season. He's coming having... back a little bit after a dreadful start. Yeah. It was not, it was not great, but now he's getting back. He's getting back. Like, I, I don't know. It's tough. Like this team, it's plucky. I'll say that they're a yeah. plucky team. Yeah. Not a real threat.
2: No. And I didn't even realize I thought Hayward was just out for like two weeks. He's basically going to miss all of April with this injury yeah. and, We'll see what his condition It's It's tough. It, it, I feel bad for that guy. It's been tough for him. But, you know, Rozier is good. He's not best player on a team that's going to win in the first round. Bledsoe's good.
3: not on the team anymore also. So. Yeah, that,
2: that helps with dealing with Rozier. Like, you know, Rozier, Graham, PJ Washington we haven't mentioned is good. Malik Monk was coming around. He just got hurt. Miles Bridges will like yam
3: just hard as hell on you. He tries. To, like, he goes for it every single possession. We only see it when it actually connects. Uh, which is at a much lower rate than what he attempts yeah. uh, in terms of actual posters. But he tries it. He will try and embarrass you every single possession. Not just every game, every possession.
2: Yeah, and this is a team that needed point guard help so desperately it was a win for them to acquire Brad Wanamaker, who's
3: like very not he was good. Doing better. Who's doing better now than he was in Golden State. That is
2: not saying a whole lot. They have twins, Cody and Caleb Martin. Are they twins or brothers? I thought
3: they were twins. They might. I would one of them is better than the other.
2: Yeah, Cody's but that doesn't better. that doesn't mean they're twins or not.
3: I know. I just, I'm trying to tell you, I have no idea what the answer.
2: is. <laughs> uh, and they're they're also a big guy short, which is extra problematic against the Bucks when Tyler when Zeller Dallas doesn't cut it for you. Tyler Zeller, you know, Cody Zeller. Yeah, God. that's their Zeller. They have Cody Zeller and Bismack Biombo, which is like not great. They are twins. The the the, one, yeah. the Martin Bros are twins. Um, that doesn't help them on the Well, I guess it could help with chemistry, but it, it doesn't help them win basketball. And Jaden McDaniels is kind of interesting too, but it's like Jalen, I think. Oh, you're right. Sorry. Jalen Jaden's the Timberwolves in
3: Minnesota. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is actually more similar to the Hawks thing. They just haven't signed that many guys yet. It's really like just Hayward. I think he fits cleaner than the Hawks signings, but they have all these young guys who are like intriguing, but not really actually scaring
3: you yet. Exactly. Exactly. Like if LaMelo comes back for the playoffs, that's an interesting factor because that kid is good. He's good. (laughs) Who would have thought after all these years, he'd be the best ball brother.
2: 16, six and six as a rookie shooting 35% from three, 45% from the field. Good player.
3: He's, re- he's and fun
2: to watch. watch. Super fun to watch.
3: Like I'd honestly hope like obviously if it's not rushed or anything, I'd hope that the Bucks draw Charlotte just to see more LaMelo up close.
2: That should be a really fun five or six game series at most. Probably five because I think Drew probably puts LaMelo in hell prison.
3: <laughs> shouts to Les. Um, yeah,
2: shouts to, shots to Les, Les Jackson. But that, do we have any other Charlotte thoughts? I, I just, I don't trust just, them to stay not, healthy. They're not
3: real yet. They're not real yeah. yet.
2: I'm just, I'm worried about them. I'm worried about the mix of health and, and where their guys are at. I hope they can get better from here. I just, I don't think it's a guarantee development in the NBA is not linear, but a fun team.
3: Just ask Ben Simmons.
2: Great point. The Boston Celtics, the team I want to draw least in the first round or even the second round of the 2021 NBA playoffs. The reason is simple. This is the team most likely to literally injure Giannis Tedekumpo during a playoff series because of the way they defend him, because of the pure cowardice to slide under his legs as a form of defense because they know no one on the roster can actually come close to defending him. Hopefully they try Time Lord out because I think that would be a more straight-up method of defense. But between Marcus Smart, they acquired Mo Wagner, who we're not big fans of. Um, and also, like the Jays can just go off and, and make it really hard to beat them sometimes. like Those two guys are both capable of really, truly insane runs. Tatum had been pretty stinky against the Bucs most of the time, although he absolutely torched Milwaukee in the last Bucks celtics game. I don't think the Celtics are necessarily better than the rest of these teams, nor do I think they have the best chance of beating the Bucs. I just don't want to see them and their awful strategy of defending Giannis for somewhere between four and six games.
3: You know what? That's fair. I did not consider that angle. Mo Wagner being on the, the team is it's it's perfect for that franchise, but it's also just like scary for the Bucks. It's totally horrifying. Uh, yeah. It's this team, I guess they're sort of the antithesis of what you would expect a like a team to be in the playoffs, in that they have zero rib pressure whatsoever. Like their top two guys, like Jalen or Jason more than Jalen, I'll say, wants to remain on the perimeter. Yeah. Like Jalen Jalen will go downhill in a hurry, but Jason wants to remain on the perimeter and he it's loves hard his long to, twos. Exactly. It's hard to win in the postseason when you do not attack the rim at all. Like at all. Because like defensive rules get sort of lax a little bit, like there's not as many touch fouls called.
1: Clippers it's, Nuggets.
3: Exactly. Watch exactly. Clippers
2: Nuggets. You want you want to know why the Clippers really lost that game? All jokes aside, they didn't get to the rim and lost three games in a row because of it, because the nuggets would actually go inside. Cause Jokic is, just does everything. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, I don't think they're relatively suited for postseason play. I think they're getting better as we speak, like playing time. Lord as their starting center has made yeah, them better. They're
3: nice. They're a nice young team on the rise. Right?
2: <laughs> a couple 19 year olds. Um, I know
3: Tatum's almost 19, right?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Um, and they have Fournier now, who might might mix it up a little
3: bit. I Yeah, he might mix it up in terms of he might start shooting in the other basket. Like, my God, this man in the playoffs is a different animal.
2: Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I've already made the argument once. He might look better in the playoffs on a better team. We'll see. Um, Are they Vujovic. better?
3: Like he, they're currently in the seventh seed. That's like the Magic were the eighth seed last year. And weren't they is the seventh really the year, year bet- before? Yeah, no, yeah, they were the year before yeah. when they took a game off Toronto. You're right.
2: Game one, game one, no less. <laughs>
3: yeah, so like, I I don't under, like. Is, he's not on a better team. A
2: team with better players.
3: Is he?
2: Yes, yes. Tatum and Brown are much better than anyone on that Magic team. You're, you're getting too that's, cheeky, Rohan. You're being too
3: respectful to uh, Shelvin Mack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but yeah,
2: I really like. I don't want Marcus Smart diving at ankles for oh like five games of a series that's why i don't want the celtics and like tatum and and brown might just go nuclear and and smart will have a game where he hits five threes i just they they threaten me more than they probably should and i'm just in in multiple facets and i'm just not that and i'm not that interested in this like them becoming like the we believe lakers and being like the plucky team and they lean into no one believing in them and then they come out and chip Could on you their say the shoulder we
3: believe lakers
2: yeah, their fans made that a thing like last year. Because some media person says the Clippers are way better, and then they all lean into, oh, no one believes in us. We have LeBron and Anthony Davis.
3: That was a real thing? I thought yes. that was sarcastic. No. Oh, my goodness. It turns
2: out fans of teams online don't have the most awareness. It's oh stunning God. to learn. were
3: they the ones?
2: I believe they were. We digress. <laughs> we digress.
3: I mean Celtics Lakers they they they're sort of the same franchise in that regard in terms of yeah I'm I'm saying too much. Uh, but yeah the Celtics like they're probably the second uh my second least favorite or desirable matchup for the Bucks. I think, I think Celtics
2: Celtics and Heat are obviously the two.
3: Yeah, because the Celtics have the potential, the Heat actually have the players and the history to do so. The Celtics they they have the theor- theoretical behind them. Um uh,
2: would you agree true. Boston's ceiling is higher
3: to me. I would disagree highly.
2: I think Boston's ceiling is higher than Miami's, but Miami's floor is much
3: higher. I would disagree with that. Jimmy, Jimmy can reach a level that uh, Jason and Jalen have not shown yet. I guess and that's they fair. do have, they do have the experience and they, those two teams played last year and the heat won. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know what? Fair. I get bubble ball, but fair.
3: Yeah. I think the heat have. the, they have a much higher ceiling, especially because they have another guy in Oladipo who has the potential to be good. Oh, come like, on. He has the potential to be good, and that's what we're talking about with every Celtics player. Jimmy and Bam are already good, and if, we're talking if, about potential for their third guy. We're talking about potential for everyone on the Celtics.
2: If Oladipo is going to be really good in the playoffs, then maybe Kemba Walker will flash back to UConn Kemba. You know Kemba's in shambles. We haven't even brought up Kemba Walker. You just kind of oh Kemba, over. Kemba's
3: washed. Kemba's gone. It's Kemba's bad. Gone. Well, yeah, it's R I P Kemba.
2: After what happened with friend of the pod Jeff Green or yeah, Je- no Jeff, Jeff Teague. Green. I don't know why I said Jeff Green. Jeff <laughs> Teague, friend of the pod Jeff Teague, leaving there becoming much better. Kyrie left there and become much better. I don't think point guards can play in Boston. So buy out Kemba.
3: It real zero.
2: Yeah, but that was a rare circumstance. And I think he looks better now than he did overall with the Celtics. Um buy out Kemba. Let him come to the Bucks on a buyout. It's not gonna happen, but sure. A small guard who's gonna dominate the ball. We've seen that story before. Fair point. Eh, never mind. Just stay there and, and be bad more, combo. But
3: yeah, yeah, no, that works. That he's a good bucks asset if he's taking the Celtics. <laughs> he's a good NBA asset if he's taking the Celtics.
2: It's sad, man. It's sad what's happened to him. I feel like players who go there are just like Horford looked well actually they probably they, they lost Horford they really wanted Horford uh, Tristan Thompson has been very bad yeah, he
3: didn't want to be there
2: yeah no I, who could blame him yeah they, no they,
3: Hayward left like it's
2: hilarious to me that Ainge keeps around all the guys that were picks he could have traded for like Anthony Davis and all these other players and they're still there and he has to like look at them every day
3: I thought you we were gonna stop at Ainge it's like a. it's hilarious that Ainge is still there
2: I think he's gonna be there forever yeah that's good Keep again, yes. Again, I I do agree with you.
3: Um, okay, we're ta- let's let's go to let's go to the team that's currently eighth in the standings, and that is the New York Knicks. We've had enough Celtics slander. This is weird. We're about to slander the Celtics and just prop up the Knicks. Like the Knicks have been good.
2: They have been good. They they slumped. I think there were a couple of games below five hundred. Now they've won three straight again. They're above five hundred. To me, this team kind of lives or dies with RJ Barrett. And it's just going to be a lot for him to play as well as he has in his good moments consistently in the playoff series. And even if he does, I I don't think they have enough around him. Like quickly is fun. Randall's obviously their best player and quite good, but I just, I don't think they have enough. And I, you know, again, it's like a cute, fun team. Is Mitchell Robinson out for the playoffs? Do we know?
3: I don't know if he's out for the playoffs yet. There's Uh, Out indefinitely. Yeah. Okay it was a foot fracture if i believe but if you like if you just go down their
2: roster right it's like randall's first very good player 23 10 and 6 can shoot now has really worked himself into being close to a franchise player i mean he's anchoring a playoff team so credit to julius randall all-star. rj yeah all star, rj barrett who is certainly taking a, a, a turning the corner in his nba career 17 5 and 3 assists Forty-seven percent from 37 percent from three, has won them some games with game winners. A fun, good player,
3: and his defense. Yes, his defense has really come around too. He's starting to lock people up on uh, on the defensive end, and he's playing both sides. He's playing both ends of the ball really well now. He's really turned the corner because last year he looked awful. He it looked just, absolutely their team
2: dreadful. Was so bad. I think it, Tib- Tibbs. Really, credit to Tibbs too. Tibbs really turned this a thing around. He's a floor raiser, but not a ceiling raiser, which is why we could talk about this team like it's cute and harmless. Because if they end up playing the Bucks in the first round, I feel good about Bucks in five in that maybe even four just I because
3: yeah, I was going to say four.
2: <laughs> I think four because just because after those two, here is the rest of the players sorted by minutes on B-Ball Rev. Reggie Bullock, third, third on their team. Their third guy in minutes, Reggie Bullock. Enough said. A fine buyout caliber player, their third player. In minutes played, Reggie Bullock. Oh, wait, this isn't sorted by minutes played. This is sorted by games. Oh, well, that's not fun. Oh, wait. No, it is. I lied. There's just such a drop-off. I expected the third most minutes player to have played like 44 minutes a game because Tibbs, but Randall's played 37, which let's see if he has gas left for the playoffs. Barrett's played 34. Then there's Bullock at 27. Mitchell Robinson, who may or may not play by the playoffs, who I think is like a fun Center who's probably it's super right.
3: overrated. He he's he's decent. He's decent. He fouls a he's ton. Not, he's not as great as people think he is, but he's no. he can be really good. Yes. I'm, I'm not a
2: I'm I'm actually kind of low on Mitch Rob, but he's current like he's currently
3: like baby Hassan Whiteside.
2: He's probably the second best center on the roster. Nerdland's Noel has been excellent defensively yeah, this year. For sure. Um, baby Hassan Whiteside, I don't mind that. That's pretty good too. Um Alfred Payton fifth. Alec Burke, 6th. Derrick Rose, 7th. They still have him. I forgot Derrick Rose. is. They do, right? They acquired yeah. him. They didn't get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. Of course, Tibbs. Then Noel. Um, Austin Rivers, who's not there anymore. Taj Gibson. Then Emmanuel Quickly. Who then knows Kevin where Knox. he is? He
3: might be in Denver soon. Who knows? No one
2: knows. Kevin Knox, Frank Nilekina, Obi Toppin. Like, not good. The cast is just not there. They need time to fill out this roster. Probably uh, presumably around Randall. I assume they keep him and Barrett and let's slide in quickly there too. And Mitch Rob, sure. Like they have some pieces. They just don't have enough players to, I think, hold up in a playoff. They've series. been
3: frisky against Brooklyn though, in the games that they've played. They've I really want taken that, that match. I want yes. that series. Yes. Give me the subway 100%. series. A hundred percent. Hopefully things go according to plan as we talked about on the last episode. And you know, that sort of comes to light where we see the Knicks day in eighth and Nathan, the nets, uh, taking the first seed in the conference so we get that that first-round matchup, assuming the play-in goes well uh, for yeah, the Knicks. For the Knicks, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting for sure because those teams have played close. The Knicks maybe should have won that game where uh, Julius Randle was going yeah. at. Uh, who was that? Scott Foster?
2: I think so. I can never it's keep usually, the refs straight. It's usually Scott
3: Foster. Yeah, I it guess. It, you know it's bad when you know their names. Exactly. Record. I digress. Um, it should be. It should be a fun series for sure. Hopefully, like this team. This team is probably like to use the word I used earlier. They're the pluckiest out of these uh, out of these teams. I think they have the potential to be the best out of like the Hawks, Hornets, uh, and Knicks. I think they could be the best ones.
2: No, I don't. I don't think they have enough players.
3: But they have the. I don't know. I think the collection, of like the way they play together, nah, I think they
2: could. I'm, I'm out on that. So let, let's end this with a ranking. But just one last note, just while we're still talking Knicks specifically, the key here is like if you can neutralize one of the best two guys, they just don't have anything left. So when Milwaukee throttled the Knicks at, at FI serve, they won by 33 points. They held Randall to three of 11 shooting, seven points, eight rebounds, six assists. And the team managed that somehow they managed 101 points, which is honestly kind of incredible. Barrett put up 22. Uh, Alec Burks put up 17 points in that game and eight assists. It was an Alec Burks masterpiece. But if you can really limit Barrett uh, uh, Randall, which it seems like we've seen Brook Lopez do that before this season, I just don't think they have enough left. So I, I think they have. I, I don't think I think they deserve to be eighth among all these teams. And Charlotte's not healthy. So assuming Charlotte's not healthy, then I think it's a conversation. But I, I, they, they, I just don't think they have enough good players to really sc- even. I mean, a lot of these teams aren't "quote unquote" scaring me, but I just I don't see it with them.
3: Yeah, for sure. I think I think with Charlotte sort of being uh, with their uh, injuries in terms of Courtney Hayward and Lamelo Ball, it'll be tough. I think the Knicks yeah. will be better than them in that situation, like I you could, mentioned. Yes, um, I think they could just be better than them overall. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just high on this Knicks team
2: it's just like list off the good players. The Hornets have, if they're all healthy, it's like Hayward, Rozier ball. Yeah. All the wings. Like, I just feel like they have more good players, but the Knicks are like, they're making the most of the two guys they have. That's, that's for sure.
3: It's like, it's like the opposite. Like the Knicks are thriving with their front court and wing uh, front court play. And then the Hornets are thriving with their guard play and Hayward. Yes. Uh, So that'd be, that'd be a fun match. It's not going (laughs) to happen.
2: Possible. Very, very unlikely, but possible. So, Let's do it. Let's give our definitive rankings. Who do you most okay. want to see? Who do you least want to see? So let's just say, assuming the Bucks finish third, which is the most likely outcome, who do you want to see in sixth most to least? Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
3: You can go first.
2: So starting with the one I want to see least to the one I want to see most, I guess, let me rephrase. I don't want to say want to see because there's like a whole argument like, should they want to play the best teams to get more ready or all that? let me just rank them in order of like who I think could give the most problems to the box one way or another.
3: Yeah. Boston. Like, like who's most likely to win <laughs> like in that situation, who has the best chance to beat the box
2: or impair the box in future series Shouts yeah. to Marcus smart. So Boston, Miami, Atlanta, when healthy Hornets, Knicks, but if the Hornets are going to be banged up then I think you could talk me into Knicks Hornets. Those are the bottom two for me.
3: Yeah, I think that's that's going to be me as well. I will flip your top two though. I will say Heat, Blast, or worse, whatever. Uh,
2: Most threatening.
3: I, yes. So Heat, then Celtics, then Hawks, then the Hornets, and then the Knicks. So
2: to sum to sum up both of these pods, you got to listen to both, but you can get this takeaway, this one takeaway, without listening to the other one. But go listen to it. The overall conference then, according to you, I'm just going to – oh, we talked about it. Nets, Sixers, Heat, Celtics, Hawks, Hornets, Knicks, right? Sorry, do you want Knicks, Hornets? Doesn't matter. Doesn't Who cares? Matter. Who cares? <laughs> um, and then mine would be Nick uh, Nets, not Knicks, Nets, Sixers, Celtics, Heat, Hawks, Hornets, Knicks. And I think the tier list is like the Nets are in their own tier. Then I think Philly's kind of in their own tier. Like mm-hmm. Nets, I have like a little more dangerous than the Bucks. Sixers, I'll just say roughly as dangerous. Just I think I think they've earned it based on how good they've been all season and how good Embiid has been. And then I think Miami and Boston are together. I think Atlanta's in their own tier. And I think it's like the rest.
3: I'd I'd almost lump in Atlanta with those last two, honestly. Atlanta like scares me a little more somehow. They're not good. I don't
1: know. It,
3: it they're they're just they're not good. Like, I don't know what least, it is. At least the Hornets and the Knicks have some set. Like at least the Knicks, I'll say they can play defense. Like with Tibbs, if you don't play defense, you're not of the team. Like the Hawks, their best defender is Tony Snell, or sorry, Clint Capella, and then Tony Snell.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they probably won't get any stops and they'll lose. They they just have some money. Dangerous offensive players, Rohan. And inconsistent uh, offensive you know what, players. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna graphicify this to get people to listen to the pod, but we, we have our own t- fine. Well we can have separate tiers.
3: Sure. Sure. So I don't you, think about, you well just, you're just getting, you're just putting every team in, in its own tier That's called your rankings. No <laughs>
2: I have five different tiers, I think. There's the, seven teams, the Nets <laughs> tier, the Sixers tier, the middle tier, the, Ho- the Hawks tier, and the bottom tier. And then the play-in tier, but we're not covering that right now. <laughs> Five tiers, seven teams. Beautiful. <laughs> what do you have? Like three tiers?
3: Yeah. Four? Yeah, I'll say Mets, Nets,
2: Sixers. You have two separate. You have to do two separate for those two, I think.
3: I'll honestly just put them in the... Same tier. Wow.
2: So you're just trying to make my tier number look bad now.
3: No, i mean, i be saying that. You're going to end up with like, one.
2: You're going to have one tier, just the east. <laughs> the east.
3: No, it's Nets Sixers is one tier. Then Heat Celtics is another tier. And then Hawks, Knicks, Pacers. I mean, Knicks, uh, Hornets, excuse me. Yeah. So I have three tiers.
2: Yeah. And go ahead and lump all the other play in teams in the bottom tier, i.e., I- the non threat tier. Yeah. Just bad. And okay.
3: Just to sort of wrap this, sort yeah. of. Yeah second half of this episode the bucks better win than in the first round
2: <laughs> yeah if they, if they lose to any of these teams that's an abject failure multiple people should be fired slash traded slash whatever like that's that's terrible i mean unless, unless there's something like
3: yeah, 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 yeah.
2: something <laughs> catastrophic happens that impairs
3: them but unless they have to trot out their starting line of like they did against the uh who was it the the mavs
2: <laughs> they just had like, yeah, Thanasis and Bobby Portis yeah. is the best two guys. Yeah. If they have to do that, it's different, but full, even near full strength, these should be at absolute most six game series. The Bucks should five, win them all five
3: game series.
2: I, yeah. I think that's true. The Bucks should, the Bucks are better than last year. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. So this is the abject failure. If they lose around to any of these teams episode of the Eurostep.
3: Yes. And we do appreciate you if you did listen to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. If you did enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe and leave a rating on Apple and you know, like subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. You know, but you know what? Maybe just go make an Apple ID, you know, just leave a rating.
2: If you don't have an iPhone, you can just download iTunes on your computer. It it will also work.
3: FYI. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Do that. Or just make multiple accounts.
2: Cook the books. Buy five phones, expense it, tax write-offs, profit.
3: <laughs> you sound like, uh, what's his name from Parks and Rec? Uh, Tom Haverford? No, no, no like his... Tom his, Valfio? His, his but yeah, I got distracted. Uh, Tell all your friends and family about the show. Uh, Make sure to check out all the content across the entire Blue Wire podcast network. Stay safe, everyone, and we will talk to you next time.
1: Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around.